Hello, and thank you for tuning to Fire and Rain Ministries, where fire purges and rain washes. Today, we have an exciting word to share with you from Apostle Allison J. Cross, and we know that you will be encouraged by what you hear. So sit back and relax, and remember, she has a word for you from the Word. Daniel's faithfulness to God led him into conflict with his enemies. And this, it will happen to us as well, because again, people are not going to want to see you obey God. And what did they do? They literally plotted to have him thrown into the den of lions. They plotted against him. However, what did God do? God miraculously protected Daniel from the lions and he emerged unharmed. God will miraculously protect us as well. See, we don't want to just get out here and think because you know, we can uh, give a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, you know, things like that, that that is going to be, um, how can I say, our saving grace. Because guess what? After you've given that word of wisdom and that word of knowledge to someone, guess what? They were going about their business. And guess what? If that word of wisdom or that word of knowledge isn't lining up with what they really want to hear, they'll just throw you under the bus. They, they really will throw you on the bus. So we have to be um, steadfast and unmovable in the things of God. And we have to be faithful to God no matter what. Daniel, you know, when he was thrown in that lion's den, can you imagine? Can you imagine what he was thinking, what he was feeling? Wow. His faith was in God. His faith was in God. Okay, give me one second. I want to bring up some other notes that I have put up here about Daniel that I wanted to go over. Hallelujah. One thing I, I like about Daniel, no matter what happened, his faith and his trust and his hope was in God at all times. You know, he had prophetic visions. He had dreams. He interpreted dreams. Now, a couple of significant things about Daniel and the dreams throughout his life. King Nebuchadnezzar, he had, again, I alluded to this before, he had that dream of the statue. Daniel interpreted King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, which involved that large statue made of different materials. It was made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, and clay. And what did Daniel do? Daniel revealed that the various parts of that statue represented different kingdom, kingdoms symbolizing the rise and fall of different empires. Now, see, he wasn't just a, a general prophet that's going to um, give you uh, a few words. He wasn't just a general prophet that's just going to give you um, a few words, um, something that's general. Oh, I see that you're going through something. No. He was very specific in interpreting that dream. Oh, I, I see that you had a yeah, you had a dream and it really disturbed you. Okay. He was very specific and God gave him details. He told him how to interpret that dream. See, as prophets of God, real prophets of God. Now, let me back up and say this. When God has called us to be a mouthpiece for him. There's also going to be the false prophets, the fake prophets, the uh, soothsayer, the diviners, and things like that. They also have the ability, okay, 
to tap into the spirit. They're, they're, they can tap into the spirit realm. So as prophets of God, we must make sure that we're always on the right line, the right side of the realm of the spirit. Amen. And not tapping into foolishness. And we're going to talk about that later on, probably like about maybe week eight. So when you look at Daniel and when he talked about the rise and fall of these empires, you go and look at Daniel chapter two, uh, verse 31 through 45. That's where it describes that. Now, what you want to do is next week, um, this week, read the book of Daniel. Get a really good, clear understanding of the book of Daniel. And I would say, read it in King James. If you have an um, a amplified classic edition, read it there as well. That way, it'll give you a really good understanding of what was going on. And also, you know, when King Nebuchadnezzar had that dream, uh, he had a dream of a tree. You guys, if you um, read the book of Daniel, you may or may not remember that. But he had a, a dream of a tree. And Daniel interpreted another dream of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And that tree was cut down, representing the king's own downfall and the subsequent restoration after humbling himself before God. That's Daniel 4, chapter 10 through 27. Remember, you know, he was running around like an animal, you know, wet and eating grass and out of his mind, you know, and things like that. But see, Daniel, the prophet Daniel was able to interpret that dream accurately. The more time we as prophets of God spend with the Lord, we will be able to interpret dreams accurately and not if, if God is giving you that particular gift and not just a smoothing over. OK, and then also remember there was handwriting on the wall during the reign of uh, Belshazzar, who was Nebuchadnezzar's son, you know, Daniel Belshazzar, um, Nebuchadnezzar's son. Belshazzar. Okay. So Daniel interpreted the supernatural writing on the wall that appeared on the wall during a feast. The words, many, many, tekel, euphosterin. And that was interpreted by Daniel as a message of judgment upon Belshazzar and the fall of his kingdom. Very, very interesting. That's found in Daniel 5, 1 through 31. If, you know, so what we want to do is we want to familiarize ourselves with the prophets of the Old Testament and how they functioned, how they acted, how they reacted, how they were so faithful to God that they were not going to go outside of what God was saying. Amen. They weren't going to, they just didn't do it. You know, remember, um, who was it? Jeremiah. They told him, shut up, <laughs> you know, and I'm paraphrasing. Don't speak his name again. Don't speak. He said, I can't. It's like fire. Shut up in my bones, you know. And so we have to be so um, saturated with the Lord, with his word, with his presence in prayer in fasting in waiting on God and getting rid of every other thing that's not like God, that we will literally it, it'll be like fire in us. It'll literally be like fire shut up in our bones. Every time you think about God, you get a, oh, Jesus, a quickening. Why? Because he is so much in us that everything else has been pushed out. Okay. Daniel. Another thing is he had his own, uh, look at his own prophetic vision. Daniel had several personal visions and dreams that he interpreted for himself and he shared with other people. And these included visions of the four beasts, representing the future kingdoms, the rams and the goats symbolizing the rise and fall of the Medo-Persian and Greek empires. He had those dreams and God helped him 
interpret his own dreams. And then also he had uh, the 70 week prophecy foretelling the coming of the Messiah. You can read that Jan uh, Daniel chapter seven through chapter 12. And so not only as a prophet, did he interpret the dreams and visions for the other kings? He also was able, he had the ability to uh, interpret the dreams that God gave him and he interpreted them accurately, accurately. And so, you know, we bless God for that. He interpreted them accurately. And uh, that's very, very, very important to know that if God give, gave you a dream and he gives you that gift of interpreting the dream, you better believe it's going to be accurate. Now, another thing, accurate, excuse me. Daniel had courage and integrity. Courage and integrity. We, as prophets of God, must walk in courage and integrity. He had an unwavering commitment to his faith, his principles, and even in the face of adversity, the temptation to compromise. He could have compromised, but he did not. And God does not want us to compromise. He, you know, had the interpretation of symbols, you know, uh, symbolic meaning. He was in that lion's den. And when you look at that, think about that. Now, remember what happened. Uh, go back and read that, that book of Daniel next week. It's really good because one of the things that you know, I was kind of chuckling at is the king really liked Daniel. He really liked him. But those sneaky people that was, uh, you know, in the kingdom, what, and watch out for them sneaky people that be hanging around you, giving you all these attaboys. No, you can, come on now. God, show me who my enemies are right in my own camp. So what happened? You know, he had made Daniel the governor over certain cities, right? And so when they couldn't find anything else on Daniel, they couldn't find, they was looking for stuff. But it said that Daniel was perfect. He was, he did everything with an excellent spirit. They couldn't find anything on him. So what they devised themselves to do is they said, you know, we're going to go and we're going to, um, we're going to find something on there. Oh, yeah, Daniel, he, he loves his God. So then they went back to the king and told the king to make a decree that everybody for 30 days had to pray to this king and not to their God. And so what they did was when Daniel would go and pray th three times a day, he would open his window, set his face towards Jerusalem, and he would pray three times a day, right? So the haters... They went and saw what he did. They went back to the king and, af and after they told the king, encouraged the king to make this decree about that, that if anyone did that, they will be thrown to the lions. Okay, that's the kind of backstory there. So when um, they saw him doing that, now remember, they couldn't get anything else on this prophet except the fact that he loved his God. Isn't that awesome? May our testament be you can't get nothing else on me except I love my God. That's the only thing you can get on me, right? But to move on with that, so he was praying to his God three times a day. They went, the haters went back to the king and told on Daniel. And then they told the king, well, you know you made a decree that cannot be revoked, so you got to honor what you said. See how sneaky the devil is? He'll get in the face of somebody that really like you. They may not be saved. Have them do something that, uh, or to, uh, uh, a setup on the low 
And then when they see you is not moving from your stand, they'll go back to the king and try to wipe you out. That's what happened. That's what happened. So they went back to the king. He couldn't revoke his um, decree because it was irrevocable. He put that into law that it was irrevocable. So then they went, they got Daniel, they threw him in the lion again. Then the king was tore up. He was up all night. Read the story. It's really good. The king was up all night. Now we're talking about a prophet that will not back down from what God has called you to do. We're talking about a prophet that has integrity, who's going to stand on the word, no matter what. You can't pay me. You can't buy me. You can't pay me off to, you know, go against what God is saying. This is what Daniel is saying. They went and rounded him up, threw him over in that lion's den, okay? The king didn't sleep all night. The king came to the lion's den the next day when it was time to open it up. And he said, oh, Daniel, oh, Daniel. He was calling. He was like, oh, I, can you imagine what that king was feeling? One of the people that he chose to be over part of the kingdom. I think Daniel was number three in the kingdom, if I'm not mistaken. And so here is the king. They threw him in the lion's den, but the angel came and shut the lion's mouth. So when the king, they opened that door and he said, oh, Daniel, oh, Daniel. And then Daniel said, I'm here, right here. God has protected me. Awesome. This is what God will do for us. He will protect us every single time. Then what did the king do? The king went and got the very ones that set Daniel up to get thrown into the lion's den. He not only got them, he got their children. He got the people, their children, and their wives, and they threw them all in that lion's den. But guess what happened? It said that the people that the king had thrown into the lions, then their bodies didn't even make it to the ground before the lions came and ate them up. This is what the word says. So we don't have to fear what man will try to do to us. Amen. We don't. Because know that if you are speaking as a mouthpiece for God and you are speaking true and you are speaking with integrity of the father, God is not going to allow you to be ate up, so to speak. He's not going to allow you to be torn down. Now, will people come against you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People will come against. Why? Because haters, just like, in the, just like with Daniel, haters. Another thing is that Daniel had royal influence. He had royal influence. When we look at his unique position as an advisor to multiple kings, including Nebuchadnezzar and Darius and the impact they had on their decision-making process. Now, here we have a prophet of God who would not bend or bow to, the, um, to what the kings wanted him to do, no matter how he was tried, no matter how. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what was going on because Daniel, he had already made up in his mind in the beginning when he was... Uh, groomed under Nebuchadnezzar. Now, you know, they had them when they were teenagers. They groomed them for years under the leadership of Nebuchadnezzar and the Persian kings, but they never forgot who they were. Even though they were taken into captivity, they were taken there. And it was said that one of the reasons that uh, Daniel, Matt, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were um, taken into captivity and put in that quote-unquote class is because they were very intelligent. They, they weren't a slow leak. 
They were intelligent and they were very, they had a lot of wisdom. Now, so in looking at this, they had, again, Daniel had world influence. God is going to give us in these last and evil days, he's going to give us royal influence, so to speak. He's going to allow us as prophets of God to be in the presence of people that make decisions, decision makers. He's going to allow us to be in places where we will have influence over the decision makers. He will allow us to speak, but we have to make sure that we talk and write, that we have the word in us, that we wait on God to hear. See, Daniel, very wise. Remember, he went and prayed and he asked God, go back and read it. He asked the Lord, Lord, give me, you know, I think it was the first time when uh, Nebuchadnezzar had that dream. He didn't just run up into the king face, spout his mouth off. And he asked the Lord for help. He asked the Lord for wisdom as to what do I need to say? You know, go back and read it. It's such a good read. I tell you, you know, you're going to get a lot out of that. You're going to get how to conduct yourself in the presence of royalty, in the presence of people that hold high positions. It's going to show us how we, just because, yes, we are favored of God. We are highly favored. We know uh, that God has given us a word, but it's going to show us what humility is. And I made mention of this last week. We have to walk in humility. We don't take the gifting, the ability that God has given us and use it in the wrong way. We don't want to use it in the wrong way ever. Okay. So we're going to have influence over people. You know, you never know where God may put you. He may put you in, in, in the room with the president of the United States. We don't know. God can use us for whatever reason he wants to use us. Amen. And also another thing is that Daniel, he had those end time prophecies. He, you know, they were related to the end time, such as the vision of the four beasts. And we talked about that, the 70 week prophecy and other, you know, eschatological insights, which we won't go into all of that. That's for like maybe the next um, school of the prophets class where we're going to begin to dissect some of the prophecies and how they relate to today. Now, what else happened with Daniel? Daniel had angelic encounters. You know, he encountered with the angels uh, that, you know, shut the mouth of the lion. When he they were in the fiery furnace, uh, they were saying, you know, when they got thrown into the fiery furnace, Matt, it was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but they said it was a fourth person in there. It looks like the son of God. So every time something happened that the enemy was trying to take Daniel out or take the uh, Hebrew boys out, what happened? God showed up in a miraculous way. God will show up for us in a miraculous way as well. But the one thing we have to do, we may have to make sure that we are walking in the will of God. Walking in his will, not taking the King Danies, not compromising. We didn't see not one compromise in Daniel. He wasn't having it. You know, he said, I'm not eating the king's food. Now, you know that the person that was over Daniel and them, they could have got in trouble. But he said, okay, we're going to let you do it for one week. And after that one week, they would look better than the rest. So also, when you look at that, at Daniel, from a historical context, you know, he was in Babylonia. He was um, in the Persian Empire. And also what he did was historically, he made changes. He saw that changes were made in the political, the cultural, and the religious dynamics of that era. He didn't back down. 
He stood with what God. And you know what? He could have, you know, I, I remember if you remember in the book of Nehemiah, remember Nehemiah was a cupbearer, right? Now he wasn't, you know, like uh, he was a cup. Well, let me back up. Nehemiah was a cupbearer for the king Artaxerxes, right? And Nehemiah, he didn't back down either. Now, because he was the king's cupbearer, he could have, uh, he went into the king's presence. He was sad. He was despondent. He was down and out. And just by merely going into the presence of the king with that type of demeanor, you could get killed. Because back then, anytime a person went into the presence of a king, they were supposed to be elated. They were supposed to be happy because it was an honor and privilege to be in the presence of the king. And so when Nehemiah went into the presence of the king Artaxerxes with his um, uh, sadness and sorrowfulness of heart, as the scripture says in Nehemiah, the, the king said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong with you? And Nehemiah, he was upset because of the way uh, that, well, what happened um, in Jerusalem. He said that he was upset because the, um, the walls were torn down and the gates were burned with fire. That means that the city was left exposed and the temple was in a wreck. Now, Nehemiah had ever never been there, but he had a burden. He, where did he get that burden from? He got the burden from God. But guess what? He didn't compromise either. He didn't compromise his belief. He didn't compromise what God has called him to do. He also took time to pray and fast. Well, no, he prayed before he went to the king to ask for permission to go and rebuild. Okay? Something that as a prophet, you must, we must always do. Prayer has got to be in the forefront of our lives. It has to be. You just can't do things because, oh, I think I'm going to do it. No, we have to pray. We have to do what God has called us to do, okay? And so he had royal influence. Going back to Daniel, he had the angelic encounters, and he was full of wisdom and knowledge. Daniel was full of wisdom and knowledge. And you know what? He had exceptional, 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 excuse me, wisdom and intelligence. And where did he get that from? He didn't get it out of a book. He got it from the king, a king and the Lord of Lords. What we get, we, of course, we get from the word of God now. We get it from the Bible. And we also get our wisdom and knowledge from on high. And anything that the Lord speaks to you as a prophet, it's going to line up with the word of God. Okay. It's going to always line up. Remember that. It's always going to line up with the word of God, okay? And so he had wisdom, he had knowledge, and he had exceptional intelligence. And how did he demonstrate that? How did he demonstrate the wisdom and knowledge that God gave him? He interpreted dreams. He, un he had an understanding of the mysteries. And he was a trusted advisor to people in high positions. God will put us in high positions as we continue to trust and lean on him to advise, help and advise people in the right direction. You know, because think about this. You have someone that God has placed in your life that's in a high position and you have their ear. God will use us to give them wisdom on doing the right thing. He'll give us wisdom. No, don't do it like this, because if you do this, you won't get caught up and you won't be in a situation. But if you do it like this, the right way, see, that's how God wants to use us. He may not use us um, 
I'll say it like this. He may not use us from a religious standpoint initially until we've gained that favor, which then opens the door to us to be a, bring them into the kingdom. But they have to see our integrity. They have to see our stick to itiveness. They have to see, see our honesty. They have to see that first before they'll even be open to the things of God. Because see, man nowadays, they don't want to see nothing else. They don't want to say like they don't want to hear nothing else because the world has heard uh, so much of the religious church. They don't even want to hear it. They don't want to see it. They, they want to see it. They want to see your integrity. They want to see the honesty. They want to see the power of God in our lives. And that's something that the Lord is going to do. He will show forth the power of God in our lives. Amen. So the wisdom and knowledge and also Legacy and influence. What type of legacy are we going to leave? What type of legacy are we creating as prophets? You know, when you look at Daniel, his impact, his life and teaching and how, you know, his example of faith, no matter what Daniel went through, he didn't give up on God. He did not turn a deaf ear to God because the lions were going to chew him up. You know what? That speaks volume about how much trust he had in God, how much trust we as prophets must have in God, no matter who comes, who goes, who stays, who lies, who does what. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to keep praying to my God. I'm not going to fall for your God. I'm not going in that direction. See, Daniel, he had his feet planted where they needed to be planted. And that was in the presence of God. We as prophets of God must stay planted no matter what. No matter what. Throw me to the lions, okay? If you throw me to the lions, my God is going to deliver me because he's not a respecter of persons and, and because the Bible says that. And if he threw Daniel into those lion dens and God, you save him, surely you will save me. But if we don't as prophets have the, um, the word in us and we don't know where we come from, Okay, we don't you don't know if we don't know about the prophets of old, where they you know what they did, how they did it, how they responded, how they didn't give in to the king, how they didn't give in to different things that were offered to them. If we don't know these things, you know, and that comes to reading the word, then well, you know, we may in the back of our minds say, Well, I don't know, you know, maybe no, we're not, we're not giving in. So he left a legacy. He had influence. He had an example of faith, righteousness. He had prophetic insights. And what does his insights do? Today, they inspire us. They guide us today as prophets because we can look back at Daniel and see he had the ear of the king. He had the ear of the king's son. He was able to interpret dreams. He could interpret the writing on the wall. When, when all those other magicians and Chaldeans and, and, and the people and, you know, things like that, that were um, diviners and soothsayers, uh, they weren't able to tell Nebuchadnezzar about that. He, you know what? Nebuchadnezzar was going to kill them all. Go back and read it. He was going to kill them all. And Daniel said, hey, wait a minute. Give me, give, just give me one minute. Just give me a day. You know, Nebuchadnezzar was fed up. He was like, you know what? If y'all can't tell me nothing, all y'all dying. All y'all, the, the, the good, the bad, the, the soothsayers, the Chaldeans, the diviners, and Daniel, you two, all you guys are going to die. 
But it was the man of God that only was able to tell him what he needed to hear about that dream that disturbed him. He didn't even, he, he didn't even want them to tell, he didn't want to tell them what the dream was. He said, tell me my dream and then interpret it. So that's something that, you know, we want to look at then, you know, when we, also when we look at um, Daniel and we talked about this, those two death threat, threats, the lion's den, he was faithful to God. He didn't give in, he didn't throw in the towel. And um, that was King Darius that uh, wanted to throw him in the lion's den. However, again, God miraculously protected Daniel. God will miraculously protect you. He will miraculously protect me. If we are serving God, hey, God, our life is in his hands. Okay? Amen. And in a separate incident, when uh, they, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into that fiery furnace, they were condemned by death. They were thrown into the furnace because they refused to bow down to the golden image set up by King Nebuchadnezzar. God intervened and preserved them. And he ensured that they did not suffer any harms. And when they opened the doors to look in there, what happened? The very people that threw them in got consumed by the flames. And I'm saying this to say as prophets of God, God will lead, guide, and protect us at all times because we belong to him. We're not speaking on our own behalf. We are speaking on the behalf of God. We're literally speaking on his behalf. Okay? Hallelujah. One second. And that's basically all I have for today about, you know, chapter one, the prophet Daniel and what he had, you know, what God had chosen him to do. We want to really think about that. And your assignment for next week is go and read the book of Daniel. Read the book of Daniel. It's like 12 chapters, I believe. Really good reading, and it's, it's once you get into reading that, you'll be it'll it'll also begin to get into your spirit and say, "Wow, Lord, He didn't give up on you. He didn't throw in the towel when it seemed like the very people that He was working alongside set Him up, and if you know He didn't give it, He didn't give up. He stayed true to God. That right there is powerful." So just a quick review of what we talked about today. We talked about the prophet Daniel, how he didn't give up. I didn't do an exhaustive teaching on Daniel because that would probably be a 10-week teaching in itself. That This was an overview of Daniel. We talked about how prophets are communicators of God's word, intermediaries, moral guides, social critics, historians, foretellers of the future as uh, led by the Holy Spirit. These are some of the things that, you know, we want to make sure that we uh, keep in mind that God is first and foremost. And if God be for us, who could be against us? Amen. Do I have any comments or anything from the classroom? Any comments? Um, you let me in? Yeah, go ahead, Apostle. Can you, can you hear me now? Yes. Hey, I apologize for the feedback. I was dealing with two different devices here, mm -hmm. trying to get my trying to get my uh, computer up. So I had to switch it to the phone. So my apologies okay. mm -hmm. to the class. Um, you know, you know, what's, what's really awesome. Um, I, uh, you know, I get, a, I didn't get a chance to share it last week because of technical difficulties as well, but I, I, I really, I'm, I'm really excited for, about the class. Um, 
because this this what to, to me what this is doing for us both apostles and prophets um is restoring the integrity of the office restoring the integrity of the office and and yeah. saying because how we've gone in christendom for so long uh, we've drifted away of the of the role and the responsibility of the office, and 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 in doing so, some have have brought a degree of profaneness uh, to the name of the Lord. And so, it's awesome to really, really hear this. I haven't heard this in years. Uh -huh. I haven't in years. I'm talking about you know every every you know there are so many out there that's teaching how to prophesy, how to do a word of wisdom. Word right. of knowledge, whole nine, but to, but to, this is good, but to hear the heart of God in mm -hmm. reference to the responsibility, right? The responsibility of the prophet, it, it, it just, it just strengthens and restores the integrity and the authenticity, authenticity of the office. Mm -hmm. And so the those young prophets are coming up like CC. She's on here. God bless you. Uh, wow. We're supposed to have we're supposed to have more on here as mm -hmm. well. But it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's, it's blessing me mm -hmm. because it puts me. Look, look, Ronnie, get in the book. You need yeah. to you need you need to know what I've said concerning my prophets and how I how I how I process them, mm -hmm. how I prepare them, and what their purpose is. And guess what? That purpose has not changed. That's right. That, that purpose has not changed. And, and the way you have distinguished the, the different roles and the responsibilities of, of um, how the prophets deal with different issues in our society or supposed to deal with different issues in our society. Instead of being locked in the church walls, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know, I mean, it, every, I, as we know, the prophet has its role in the church walls. But we're talking about the kingdom. We're talking about the kingdom beyond the walls. Mm -hmm. in the beyond the wall what really convicts me when I'm listening to you Ron the integrity yes. the integrity of the office I, ooh, I feel the anointing of God on me right yes. now Amen. Glory, to, glory to God glory to God thank you Jesus amen there's one thing to be have a have the grace uh-huh but it's another thing to develop the character to have the integrity to stand firm, even some of the things you 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 said in reference to the persecution, mm -hmm. it light of understanding. It just it hit me when you said Daniel uh, was was being 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 uh, 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 hated on, if you will. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because of who he was, mm -hmm. and 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 I, and I and I believe it helps many of us to say Ron CC. You know, who, who, whoever is, who I feel the anointing of God on me. Where th this is why, this is why you're called to be a voice. You're called to be a mouthpiece and, mm -hmm. and you, you're called to have fluence. And guess what? Right. You have a, you have, you have a certain, watch this. I love this. You have a certain grace for change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You've been called to facilitate change. Right. And so you're going to have that opposition. And I like what you talked about, about opposition. And what encouraged me when you talked about opposition is being able to understand that the op opposition is not greater than you. The opposition is not greater, greater than you. And when the, right. opposition, when the opposition continues to persist, they can wind up in the fiery furnace. They, they're, they're the ones that can, they're trying to get you, put you in there. 
and they're the ones that get, can get consumed themselves. That's right. The hating, they can wind up in the lion's den. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so for us as come, um, this the, for all of us, you know, is to be to, to 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 receive this and be steadfast, immovable, and abound in the work of the Lord always, always. always. And I'm excited. I'm, I I know your Apostle Allison from back in the day, man. I know how you roll. And I'm going to tell you, those who are who 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 are partaking of this, this is real and this is rich and it's going to benefit all of us. Uh, every, I'm telling you for this season because we're a remnant church, mm -hmm. we're a people, and and we're in a, we're in a harvest season, and mm -hmm. and it's so important now. Some of us may have missed it, but it's okay. We move forward so we can get it. Now it's time to get it. You know, God God has preserved many of us for such a time as this. He Amen. has. Amen. So this is awesome. This is timely. This is awesome. This is awesome. Amen. Amen. Lord. Glory to God. Anyone else would like to have um, something to say? We have Anita, Apostle Christmas, and Cece. Go ahead and unmute yourselves if you like. Q&A at the end. Questions or comments? Um, no questions at the moment. This is Cece. Okay. Anita or Apostle Christmas, questions or comments? before we wrap it up. This is Anita. Um, no questions. I just want to make a comment. Uh, this is um, rich, amazing, and I'm very excited to be a part of the uh, class. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know what? I'm excited to have everyone. Apostle Christmas, are you there? I don't know if she can unmute. Hi, Apostle, everybody. Hey. I hope you can hear me. Can hear yes. Me? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Um, I, I'm just in awe at um, what you can learn when you want to learn. It's like things we thought we knew, but then you put the word on it. I thank you, Jesus. And you put Amen. the word on it and bring about that, re that fresh revelation. Um, again, it, it just hit my spirit. my spirit. You don't know what you don't know. Until mm. you find it out. Mm. And just listening about Daniel, we've always heard the story about who he was and what he did. But for God I live, for God I die. When 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 um Nebuchadnezzar said, you know, tell let you tell me my dream and mm. then you interpret it. My dear God. Mm -hmm. You have to know who you are stand standing ten toes down, knowing exactly who you are to, to Know that your God is not going to forsake you. Your mm. God is not going to leave you out there. That's the true vessel, the true prophet of God. When you can, when you know that you know that you know who you are. Not those fly by nights that God gave them an unction last week and this week they run in the church and a, and, a, and a whole revival on prophecy. No, the ones who were born and gifted with it and who have been called and set aside to be the voice of the Lord. Amen. Everybody don't roll like that. But when you are rolling like that and you know without a shadow of a doubt, you can give the word in season, out of season, whether you want to, whether you don't want to. Yeah. It's not for, it's not up to us to be concerned about how somebody's going to receive it. Yeah. But it is up to us to give the word of the Lord as the Lord has said to give it. Not yeah. to be taken away from it, not to be added to it. That's the true prophet. And and one more point, integrity, mighty God. Yes. We have yes. to be people of in true integrity. Yes. So that the word of God would not be displaced 
on those who don't know him, mighty God. We have to be sure we, we walk in the spirit of excellence and in the spirit of integrity because mm. your name is assigned to his name, mighty God. So what you said, you putting it on the Lord. So know you telling the absolute truth to know that you're telling exactly what God has said to say to the people, not leading people astray, not just yeah. giving them, um, you're going to get a house, you're going to get a car, you're going to get a husband. No, if yeah. you do this, you're going to die. If you do this, this is going to happen. Give them the whole truth and yeah. nothing but the truth. Not Bruce. just the stuff that's the, the sweet stuff. People are fat on sweet sugar, sugar, um, the, the sugar high. It's yeah. time to get some meat in your life. And so leave all that stuff behind. So I thank you, Apostle, for taking Ooh. the time to show us who we are. Amen. According to the word of the Lord. And then putting, putting that word on it. That's, the, that's it. That's all. Put the word on it. Contact the ministry you can reach us at 252-764-5685 or email us at ApostleAJCross at gmail.com. God bless you and see you next time.